up. Yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, mm, uh, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once again, back, it's the incredible. Welcome, welcome, welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Welcome to All Over VoiceOver with Kip VH. Uh, my name is Kip Vandenhubel, and uh, and I am your host for this uh, this podcast. This is our inaugural podcast. We're kicking yes. it off today. And it, with me in studio is the lovely, the talented Brian T. Delaney. Brian, uh, you know, we, we go way back to... When did we first? When, when was that improv class? Oh boy, three years ago. I think that's right. I think three years ago. You were only newly with uh, CESD. Yes, I think. Yeah, and you were my my first de facto uh, improv teacher. Now you did. We did the. Uh, it was a weekend was intensive. intensive. Yeah, I, I was lazy. I cheated. I did it. No, sixteen hours over a Saturday and a Sunday, dude. I think I honestly I think should, I still want to take the you know. Level two, level well, not level one. The the let's do it over time, over several weeks version of that because yeah. I have a lot to learn. You know, what I mean? I, well, you know, I I think I think you did it right in a lot of interesting ways. Not to bring up your evaluation from your improv class. <laughs> uh, just as a quick side note, uh, I, I teach uh, improv at the Second City and, and have worked for the Second City since nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh, from not a day the, over 29, Kevin. Not, not a day, a day over 29. That's because I moisturize and live in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Practice yoga. Have an active practice. <laughs> have to stay on top of your meditation and all those things. Indeed. And also an unhealthy habit playing Witcher 3. Right? <laughs> um, oh boy, there you go. But no, uh, w- Brian came into our class and, and took uh, at, at Second City and took an improv class. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, was, it was, I think, the intensives are really helpful because you just get a wonderful immersion yeah. into... It's like, Daddy, throw me in. No! Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. cool. But you immediately discover, you know, mm-hmm. you don't expect walking in that you're going to learn everything you need to know, know about improv. Right. You're going to learn one thing at a time, and that's yeah. really what matters, right? You learn how to pass energy back and mm-hmm. forth. And, and I took I took that class and, you know, fortuitously got you and met you, and then we saw each other at the office a couple times. Yeah. I took that class to, the, to aid in uh, my voice acting, Really, and then what happened a year or two later is now you teach a improv for voice acting yeah. class at Second City Hollywood, right? Yes, yeah. So I, I mean, that's that's awesome. It really is. I yeah. you know I I I love when those disciplines interact and mm-hmm. intersect. And I think that's really the kind of the thrust of why not only I wanted to start things off by you know talking with you because we're friends and we're active in the industry and right. and we've worked together mm-hmm. on top of the fact I know! That, which is amazing it wasn't the first time we worked together on uh Star- additional voices star trek into darkness yes and you were so cool man like when the energy went down you like you fucking uh, you excuse me uh, 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 one for the okay, i gotta one put a dollar right, in i have so such a, I have, to keep I, a I have a potty mouth this is why disney won't hire me very often. <laughs> here's the here, i'm gonna kick a buck i All kick right, a buck there's the swear jar we're making the show pg-13 so if 13 show well that's that's not fair. I get, I get, I get one F word. No, That's no, no. The rule. There was never an F word. Someone added the F word into PG thirteen. Because if oh, you remember, kidding. like, no, seriously, like, there's okay. no F words in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's true. Or in Sheena, Queen of the, the Jungle. Be, hey, man, there's I, a lot more in Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, though. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. <laughs> Can we do that now? I'm going to take my shirt off. You want to see them? So you no, absolutely is that another dollar? I can't and believe that's that. No, 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 that's fine. I just can't believe that you're not wearing a T-shirt under. A I Henley. am not wearing a T-shirt but under a Henley. This is my, this is my Dexter garb. This is my, this is my kill shirt. This is what I do. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, d- 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 before you cussed. Oh, my oh, cussing. Uh, so it was Star Trek Into Star Darkness. Star Trek Into Darkness. And when the energy went down, you were like awesome. You like got, you kind of 
you kind of rallied everybody, and we you, you played like a game, oh, an improv game, right. and it was really, really awesome. I mean, it was a blessing to have you there that day. Oh, man. thanks so much, man. And it was awesome to see you work with, you were an awesome, uh, I guess what one could call it a, a space station air traffic controller at one point. <laughs> That's yeah. what you did, one, one, yeah, one, one of, of your them, plethora of things. My favorite thing in that entire thing, and I still hear the track, so just just for those of you joining us uh, late, I don't know, how, how'd you join late? You downloaded a podcast. <laughs> But uh, this is purposeful. That yeah, is. But uh, we we did ADR uh, yeah. or audio dialogue replacement on Star Trek Into Darkness, mm-hmm. um, and I'd worked another day on it with with Fred and Julianne and, uh, and Fred Tatashore, Julianne Busher. Yeah, who Julianne is on the Muppet Show. She's on the Muppet Show. She's on the Muppets. Amazing puppeteer. Amazing so puppeteer. funny. She's and, awesome. And, and Elle Newlands, who I adore. Elle she Newlands. worked for a couple days with us that as well. Sassy Scotty herself. That's right. And she does. She's done. Mo- did you did you do motion capture with her? Uh, I with did Elle? on um yeah on uh, Halo. Halo Four yes. Spartan Ops. Uh, I worked with her. Yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah, awesome. she is. She still does. She does. She's actually become quite the aficionado. I think Halo Four was her first foray into it. But really? she's been doing a lot of it. That's so cool. I think so. Do you do you have to be in great shape to do mocap? I know. I mean, it's like. Seriously, I mean, uh, I, look to I, look nice in that lycra bodysuit, and so you but, don't want to like you know give yourself an eating disorder, man. right? But I mean, outside <laughs> of the vo- when I did mocap for like Midnight Club Three Dub Edition, uh-huh. I was probably twenty pounds heavier than I am now. Uh-huh. So like, I bet and you looked like a lot of gorgeous. I looked so <laughs> I looked like a friggin' seal, a zombie seal, <laughs> a walking zombie around. Seal. But it I was like it was early in mocap. Uh, it was really cool because we uh, I went to Rockstar mm-hmm. uh, in New York into their volume there, mm-hmm. which was really fun. But we they didn't do any facial capture stuff at all, so okay. I didn't have the yeah. like the little dots and the pinpoints and the grids on the face. It was mm-hmm. it was two thousand and three when we did Midnight Cub through Dub wow. Edition. Did so, you have like ping pong balls yeah. on your suit? Because back then they were like ping pong balls. Yeah, they were good size. They weren't quite ping pong ball size, or maybe like like. Olympic uh, ping pong <laughs> size official, you know, but but, but tiny. It was interesting to see them in the volume because it, because they did glow a little yeah. bit. When you and take it, a picture, you can tell, right? Exactly. Yeah. But like uh, the wireframes were very very basic, mm. so it didn't seem like body type was an issue. But it's the kind of thing that I'm curious about because I haven't done motion capture since then. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's a whole new world, man. I know, and that's kind of part of it. As I'm like, do I need to get my? I mean, not that I don't want to get myself in better shape, but do I need to like have some taekwondo experience and <laughs> get let some me, weapons training, stuff like that? How let me you... put it to this way: I'm going. I'm only going to answer from obviously my perspective, my point of view, and my experience. Understood. And it isn't like vast. If you really want to talk to somebody, uh, get somebody on here like somebody like Tom Williams, He's okay, stunt coordinator. Ah. He works on plenty of games. Uh, as a performer, as a, as just a you know a performer like you or me, yeah, um, it always helps to be in command of your physical instrument. Yes, uh, and, and and that's not having said that, it doesn't mean that you can't be you know two hundred and thirty pounds if you are in command of that instrument, and it doesn't impede you breathing, doesn't impede you moving, and you're just this big guy, and that's that kind of adds to this beautiful baritone or bass voice that you have, or yeah. it gives you some sort of gravitas or power. Well, that's aiding your instrument in a way vocally, but as long as you're not going to have, you know, heart problems or something, you're fine. But right. having said that, I believe in my, uh, in my experience, I mean, I always feel better about the physical work I do when I'm in some sort of, some sort of shape. Yeah. When it comes to Taekwondo and weapons training, the, it, Video games with performance capture, motion capture—it's not—it's not a whole 
lot different than a movie. There's a, you yeah. know, there's stunt performers there, and they're always in awesome shape. Yeah, and and they do a lot of that. They do a, a lion's share of that work. I mean, occasionally, like I worked a mocap job yesterday. As a matter wow. of fact, I did, and um, uh, I did my my part. And then, oh well, we need you to be kind of an evil robot android enemy thing. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm not, I'm not a stunt person, so they had me some. They just had me and gravity meet and gravity wins. Like I just fell backward right. onto a mat. So it's not wasn't really, really technical, <laughs> but it was so exciting. But like even in that simple, simple, the simplest of stunts, you know, I like I had to hold my my leg up and then put that leg on a, an apple box and I had to yeah. hold it until action. And then I kind of have to like fall a certain way. So you have to be in command of your arms because they want it to look a certain way. Yeah. And if you have command of your physical instrument, it's a whole lot easier to, you know, execute a direction. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's, that's my answer to that. That makes, uh, that makes a ton of sense. And I think it's one of those things that you put that as I was asking the question too, not judging the question, but mm. because I think it's a, it's a good question, but it, but it no, no, does, it, it does follow that it makes sense. Of course, you should be in the same kind of condition that you would want to be if you were going in to do a feature. Mm-hmm. When I was doing Richie Rich, we had, I, I had to do a couple falls because mm-hmm. my character was a klutzy <laughs> a idiot who would slip on banana peels rich. and spin and fall. And like those mats, like when you do a fall, like you got to fall right, yeah. Because you can really ring your bell if you're not careful. Even Indeed. if you're just doing a, like a simple fall onto a, a crash pad mat, mm-hmm. I like. I didn't jack myself up, but it was still kind of like, oh, oh, wow, mm-hmm. hey man, let's let's take a second here. <laughs> I had one fall. There was <laughs> it was a super episode where we had this this uh, a wrestling match happen, and I leaned on something and I fell off of the ring onto the ground. And there were a bunch of stunt performers, and there was okay. like a luchador fight between Irona. <laughs> it's a really funny episode. Oh, that's awesome. they, they were wonderful, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a heck of an experience. It was very cool. That sounds very cool. It was so fun. But listen, when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's it's. Forgive me. I'm going to go back to like just yes. being in command of your, you know, your instrument. How uh, being in the performance capture volume the motion capture volume is is a little different is sometimes the um the takes because camera setups aren't necessarily the same as film yeah. you could you could go longer a stunt could be in the midst two or three stunts could be in the midst of kind of a page or two of dialogue in some instances that's not that's not whole uh, really common but that can happen so you really got to have the stamina up there you know so I mean? have you run into like i remember watching um it was maybe the opening video for, I want to say, Halo 5. I'm not certain, but I think America Young posted it. Like, here's little you guys. Awesome. It must have been Halo. It Was it recently? Yeah. It must have been Halo 5. That opening cinematic is so awesome. So how much of that cinematic is a continuous thing? I know that you can make it like one long shot, but like how much of that on the performers is like, oh, you know what? You fell funny or you blew a line. Can we go back and grab it? Or do you get it in one? What's the production aspect of that? Like, like for some of the stuff you did for like for Fallout, like how for, for longer cinematics, would you compare it much more consistent to like, let's get a master shot? There's no need to do close ups. You never come in right. like, like you say. So, well, the Fallout 4 experience was different. I did do performance capture, but I did it in I did it in the booth. So it was a VO session. So it was all facial capture. I never did in the volume, but I did facial capture in the booth. I see. Now, with with Halo 5, 
I can give you an answer because I like you, and I don't want to say I don't know to anything you say. But <laughs> don't uh, violate I'm any speaking, confidentiality stuff for I don't without think, anybody. I don't think anything. I am. I mean, it's so close, man. With both games, I mean, we got Halo Five Guardians dropping October twenty seventh. Oh my god! Next People week? are already playing it. But I'll tell you that in a Is second. It like a beta, or they get a hacked version. I don't what? know. I'll talk. I'll talk about that in a second. I'm ignorant to it. I don't know nothing. I can't yeah. violate an NDA because I'm ignorant about right. this. I understand. But um. With Halo Five, with Halo Five Guardians, the, the the piece that you that you mentioned, I, it's a, it's above my pay grade, but I'll give it a shot. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they did that scene in the volume where uh, Captain uh, Lasky and Palmer, uh, Darren O'Hare and Jennifer Hale, shout out Jennifer Hale, Jennifer Hale, and uh, Darren O'Hare is my buddy. Awesome, he's awesome as Captain Lasky. Um, they they're just they stand around this thing. They do the lines. The performers that are the holograms, they'll do the lines in the the communication, and everybody just stands around. From what I saw from a video, there's actually making of featurettes oh. online. Oh well, that you can geez. find that they show you a lot of material uh, in the volume, and it's really really awesome. It's uh, it's called the Sprint. It's Halo. Look it up. It's the Sprint. If you go to YouTube, Halo the Sprint. There's like. Four, five, six episodes, maybe seven episodes about how they made that about whole... how they made that whole thing. Oh, that's great. But like you know, the, obviously, like they'll do a little like jump out of frame. I think instead of you know, obviously, they don't have you jump in the air and like as you're soaring down <laughs> to the terrestrial land. You know, like, <laughs> right? Keep holding. You know, like it's it's not like that. So, um, but yeah, if you just watch, uh, go to the Halo Waypoint, go to the Halo YouTube channels, Halo Follow Halo, do anything with Halo, and they'll they have so much rich, wonderful. Uh, educational style in- information that they show you how it's done. So that's it's really so cool. amazing. Yeah. I think that, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, we, we grew up roughly in the same, same era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I remember when, when Star Wars hit and then there was the, the, CBS ran an hour-long documentary about how it was made. From Star Wars to Jedi, the making of a saga? That's it. it Luke, but first of all, Mark Hamill narrates it yes. awesomely. Oh, but he does. I have found so many... I was starving for that because I remember as a kid seeing that on t- CBS yeah. and thinking, oh, my gosh, look at all those guys inside Jabba the Hutt. And right. that was like that blew my mind. You know what I mean? And, and the I readiness of that information just wasn't Boom. there. You had to either get books from the public library mm-hmm. to figure stuff out. To a decimal system. That's right. Which I still which I just used to, to find a really great uh, video the, that I'll talk about. You uh, used the Dewey Decimal System? I did. I was really? lost. I went to the Santa Monica Public Library and was wow. looking for videos. All millennials can tune out now. <laughs> Do we millennials, have you will need it because it's existing. It's out there and it's pretty straightforward. That's true. No, but, no, I, I shouldn't but slag like you, off you about that. If you if you find that that card catalog <laughs> thing or find it in the computer, I was able to find like a couple videos. I went looking for one video and ended up finding two others that were in the associated area because oh. of the Dewey Decimal System. Hey, thank you. Because Dewey. it was organized based on topic, <laughs> right? Topic. Instead of being on by uh, by alpha. By, yeah. by author. I never would have found this it's video. It's when people did organize stuff, not That's just right. keywords. You can what find, back, back in the day, you could find anything oh. yeah, all over the... I'm doing a bad Billy no, it's I know. Well, you're doing <laughs> Miracle Max a That's little right. bit. Listen, I remember you. It's, <laughs> it's more based on this... To blame. <laughs> to blame. So, which is... Anyway. So listen, I, on, on, on the heels of what you're saying, because I've been uh, lovingly and um, uh, I, I believe... I, I think it's a good thing, indoctrinating my children with, with Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I think so. I've been like, I'll sit on the reading room. I'll sit in the reading room, as it were, on yes. the porcelain throne. <laughs> and I'll just, I've been just shoving my my ears full and videos full of like Spielberg interviews and stuff like that and George Lucas. Yeah. And it's so funny that you said that because George Lucas, 
was giving some sort of speech or some sort of commencement or some sort of inspirational speech or something like that at, at some event. I can't remember what it was. And uh, he says, you know, back in, back then, you know they, they, they would they would go to film school. But nowadays, everything's basically on YouTube. And that's what film school was for them. If you yeah. want to if you want to know, according to George Lucas, in so many words, if you want to know what it was like to sit in a class in film school, I guess in the 60s and 70s, it was just like, go to YouTube, <laughs> yeah. look up Truffaut, Kurosawa, and now Spielberg and Lucas. Yeah. And now that's, it's like the information's out there. Yeah. And you get to see behind the scenes. You get to see process. You get to see what the, these directors that of legend talk about. And I think it's so awesome. You know it's what a, I mean? It's an amazing time and you can start, you just get to take so much time out of the process, mm. you know, I mean, and, and that's part of what this is. It's right. like, I wanted to well, be this able to do this. what you're trying to do, to do exactly. right now. Yeah. I, I want to, you know, not necessarily be, I want to be part of the archive as well. And I want people <laughs> to look back because I'm a narcissist. And, and I'm not ashamed to admit a little bit of that. I, 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 I you know, it's kind of a prereq. It as is a little like bit. Admit it. Right. But I also, I love the work and I, and I, I, I want to share it and I want right. to, and I'm curious. I want to know, you know, about, about different people's process, and I want to mm. find aces I can keep from experiences that you've Dude, had. Did you and... just did you just use the gambler lyrics? Yeah, that's you... so awesome. Have you never heard me do that before? I use I, I use that. that all the time. I don't think I've ever. Yeah, heard. maybe I didn't notice. So, so, the last so time. to to, to those awesome. of you who don't know, uh, Kenny Rogers before he made chicken, before he showed up in a Geico <laughs> commercial, in that in the in the in fact, there's a Geico spot running right now with our good friend Leonard, who's in it, um, from CESD. Leonard, who's the African American guy, playing Leonard Howes. Yeah, he was in Barbershop. Yes, one and two. That's right. I love that guy. No, oh, he's the nicest yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. He's awesome. I and, love his uh, smile. He's, he's, he's got a great really, smile. Really funny. I'd buy anything off that beautiful smile. Oh man, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Good. But he's playing. He's playing cards with Kenny Rogers, and that lyric of in there. <laughs> I know what that, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in sorry. those final words, I found an ace that I could keep, and I, I, I really that not only stuck with me and stuck with you, obviously. Obviously, yeah. But, um, but I, I like that idea that. When you'll have a conversation or when you listen to someone or when you find an interesting tube or meant tube, uh, YouTube would be what I'm referring to. Not just wow, you're tube. doing like the interesting tube. Go into the tube. Look, you got to find an interesting tube <laughs> if you're if you're uh, Nick, surfing. Huh? Nick, what? Nick, I'm sorry. Get back to Ghost Rider <clears throat> 3, please. <laughs> sorry. That's right. The world needs <laughs> Ghost Rider 3. Come on. Um. But, you know, when you find those interesting things, different stuff sparks. And I, I yeah. mean, I find that from a good sermon from Monsignor. I'm Catholic. <laughs> um, I find that in, I find that in a fantastic film or a great record album or liner notes. Back in the nineties, man, before the internet was the internet as it is today. I mean, yeah. you and I probably salivated and just devoured like any biography, even in, yeah. even in print. Not, yes. not pathetic. You know, print is dead. Who knew Egon, by the way, would be so prescient in 1984 to know print would be dead? <laughs> but yeah, like we would devour like A&E biographies, yeah. E biographies, just what, what did this actor do? What did that actor do? And you can call anything you want and use it. You, you know? just get excited and interested in all of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know, it's, it's just super fun. I, I, I love, I love everything associated with, with this business. Mm -hmm. And I, well, let me, well, hold on. Let me flip the script a okay. little bit. Let sure. me flip the script a little bit. What was your – how did you get to your first voiceover uh, booking audition oh, agent? Man. We're talking the entire Midwest. Yeah. The northern part of the Midwest was your stomping ground at first, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, so my grandfather was a minister in the Christian Reformed Church, and he would do um, – he would record his sermons – on uh, uh, not dissimilar from the setup we have here. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was a quarter inch microphone, quarter inch jacked microphone plugged into a dual cassette deck. Hey man, that you thing know? you do, that's how they record that's their it. first album. So, <laughs> so I plopped tapes in there. If I found blank tapes, whenever we would go over to their house to visit, I would slide into grandpa's study and screw around with his, you know, his lighter. And, uh, I wasn't smoking anything. I was just playing with it, trying to figure out how to work. Yeah, fire is fascinating to young children. It really is. <laughs> and then making things with, you know, just, he had, he had a cool desk of miscellany, you know, a magnifying glass and a, it's the roll top desk thing and it's a treasure trove yeah. of information. And there's a packet of, of Bochum Riff tobacco. <laughs> Uh, the white package wow. with the plastic this is a and sensory it. exercise. Oh, it is though. It's so much of so much of voiceover to me. Mm-hmm. That's why I love going to Voicecaster or going over to the Kalmansons. Like that, you know that those or even like LA Studios. These are all recording studios or actually casting directors here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they've been here for a really a long time. A long time, and you know that the doors that you're walking through were walked through by the greats of our business yeah. and continue to be so. Yeah, and they and the, you see the quarter inch tape. Yeah, <laughs> on the walls faces. of everybody's reels and yeah. yeah. So, and, but you go in there and you can still sort of smell the pipe tobacco. Yeah, there's you history can, there. That's right. It's just it's musty. Very and rich. It's, it's like a doctor's lobby. <laughs> yeah, you do- know? a doctor from a bygone era. That's right. <laughs> there's a clown painting on the wall, and and you know, and it's just this it's this wonderful connection to that time. It makes me feel like a kid in a way right. uh, because of that. And I would record like radio show stuff or do impressions or dub Phil Jallen, Phil Jack, Phil Collins, no jacket required. Oh, good album. Great album. Susudio. Still trying to figure out what it means. <laughs> um, but, but I played and that's really where I think voiceover, my journey in voiceover really mm-hmm. began was there. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, time passed and I, you know, did stuff in college and messed around and loved microphones. But, but my first booking booking was, mm-hmm. I think I did three commercials for Milwaukee's like time Warner cable thing. Okay. It was like, we always do the regions first. That's we? right. I'm from Philadelphia. So I did like a regional, whatever. There you go. Cast. So you were doing VO stuff back in Philly too. Just one job, one job in 1998 <laughs> uh-huh. for, uh, for Comcast before it was Comcast. Right. You know, like, and, uh, I just like Comcast cable vision. Yeah, I, I, what's funny is I got I auditioned and I we had they had lines from famous movies and I I, I remember my two lines was wax on wax off like as a New York cabbie you know what I mean <laughs> right and then my other line was you had me at hello which is like this really like gentle guy doing the line from Jerry Maguire so I mean like that was then it was then I never did it again until yeah. 2007 or wow so, 2008. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That crazy. is wild. I know, it's wild. Anyway. It's, no, it's funny how it comes and goes like that. Yeah. Because uh, I was a multimedia producer in the late 90s. Okay. Um, and my, my ex-wife at the time, or my wife at the time, not my ex-wife at the time, we were married at that time. <laughs> she was in graduate school. Well, this is Back and, to the Future Day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Marty! <laughs> we, uh, we were in Toledo, Ohio, mm-hmm. and I started working for a company where I was producing interactive training. On uh, blow molding machines and that kind of stuff for Owens, Illinois. The people who made that bottle. Oh, wow. Uh, I can tell you everything Very you cool. need to know about, about polyethylene terephthalate. Oh, uh, that's another podcast. I'm sure is, you'll get lots of subs on that one. I think you're right. I think that's what that's, that's my next. Lots is, of like, subs on that one. Plastics and you. This is Materials Engineering Hour with Kit Fandon here. Good afternoon. So polyethylene terephthalate. You better be peach sweaty balls in that thing or you're going to be It's very dying. good for high pressure vessels. <laughs> So, uh, but, but while I was producing, I, I wanted to get into this. So I cast myself doing a couple industrials. Oh, see, that's the best way that's to give yourself a job. Get yourself way. a job. Get there yourself you go. a job. Give yourself you a job. Very good. 
right? Very good. That's what you do. You give yourself a job yeah. and you figure that out. Yeah. And um and and that's, you know, after that I built a relationship with a mixer who did all of our recordings mm-hmm. and then he introduced me to the company who did the did, did the spot for Wisconsin mm-hmm. and then I started to do a little bit more. Um, but like at, at my talent agency in Detroit, uh, once we moved up to second, uh, up to Detroit and I started doing second city and got involved and joined the union and things mm-hmm. because Detroit was a union town is a great town to be able to do automotive. So I booked my first, <laughs> yeah, I booked my first national campaign for Dodge Oh, okay. and it was, I wasn't like the AVO. The AVO is like the announcer on the yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. I was a voice in the spot. Like a, a guy. Exactly. And every man in this. And the bit was like, you know, there's 50,000 NASCAR racers all going around the track, which is totally wrong. There's <laughs> only maybe 26. Uh, my, NAS- my NASCAR knowledge is weak at best. But uh, the idea is there's 50,000 people in the stands watching the NASCAR thing, mm-hmm. and they're all screaming. Ever wonder what they're screaming about? And they bring the volume down, and you hear one voice. And, and that's you? me. That was screaming, you. Yeah. Save, you know, $300 on a new Dodge. <laughs> but I screamed it. I screamed. And was the engineer ready for this level? Uh, it was fine. Okay. It was fine. It was, that, was part of, that was part of the game. Oh, okay. Of okay, the okay. scene. Understood. But the point was I thrashed my voice. Ah. Thrashed it. And I was doing sort of like this like this Bill Murray sort of a break in the scream. And, and the producer told me, he's like, your voice broke in the audition and that's why we cast you. Ah. But the reason I tell you about all that stuff is just to say that my, my talent agent in Detroit mm-hmm. just repped me for everything. Theatrical, commercial, voiceover, whatever, whatever the market it had it just was a, what it was mm-hmm. and when i got to chicago it was the first time where i really had a separate voiceover agent mm-hmm. and then an on camera one right so like <clears throat> and and all of that like we i think we're saying and just you know hopefully an ace that someone could keep that may be listening someplace and uh, across the great plains of our beautiful country mm-hmm. or across the seas and you're in sweden and you understand english and are fascinated by what's being talked about hello <laughs> thank you for joining us from <laughs> stockholm um, the, the point is don't wait, like start where you are, where you are. You know, what's funny. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, please. Well, it, my, my, my wife, uh, used to be, uh, in the industry as, as a, as an on-camera commercial agent. And honestly, when she would do different things, let's, let's say in Phoenix or, or, or wherever that she would, she did, she only did a few before she got out of the business. We have three kids, as you know, and, yeah. and so she got out of the business, but Man, oh man, how important it is to just start where you are. Yes. I mean, that's that's an ace everyone can keep. If you don't already live here, don't not know anything and come here. Uh, I mean, you could. It, it, it can happen. But you'd be really, really doing yourself a disservice. Start where you are. Start See if you, you can are. get union status where you are. That's Work right. regional jobs. Cut your teeth on non-union gigs like that, you know, everybody does when they're 19. Right. I did that, that, um, that uh, what's the name, that... Uh, that Comcast radio spot when I was like, what was, how old was I? 19 or 20. Like I was, that you know, that was just a little one-off job. I, I yeah. just, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know how to do nothing. Right. And just do it where you are. And then, you know, when you know you are ready and you will know when you know. You will. And by the way, you know, uh, side note, I'm so sorry. No. This is how you know. I believe this is my own personal philosophy. Oh, really interesting. I did, I did like, I, when uh, we, my wife and I still lived back East uh, in the Delaware Valley, you know, I did some, I did a little bit of like acting 
uh, class teaching of just, you know, local people that wanted to try it out, you know, whether it was just like aspirations I always wanted to and never did or, or you know, um, you know a hobby, whatever. Uh, this this fella asked me, like, so what do you think after after these five weeks, five weeks yeah. of one day a week? Uh, what do you think? Did, you know, can I do it? Can I make it? Can I have it? Can I blah, blah, blah? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. And then he kind of challenged me a little bit. He was older than I am and he probably didn't want to hear it from a 20-something. Right. Uh, and he kind of. You know, it pushed me into a corner a little bit. I come on, don't be a coward. And I'm like, ugh, my pride got pricked a little bit. I'm like, hey, man, the answer to your question is if you have to ask, the answer is no. <laughs> so when so, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to be a dick about it. But, well, but it's one of those things like, you know, when you know and you know, you can know, I believe you can yeah. know when you're ready, when you stop asking everyone around you, if you can do it, you're like, you know, forgive me, F it, I'm going. Yeah. And that, you know, that's kind of where me and my wife were. She was saying, you know what, you keep. You keep doing this around in the regions, and I, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, let's do this thing, and and yeah. we did it. And you know, just like wherever you are, even if it's a, it's a small hamlet outside Wichita, right? Do it where you are, then move up. There is someone in Wichita right. writing commercial copy right for an ad for yeah. for a company that needs to sell mattresses. And right, why not? Why not? They why not need when to... you're 20, or even when you're 45, and you say, ah, "The kids are out of the house, son. What do you want to do? Uh, what do right. you want to do?" And just do it where you are. And it's it, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's that's not fly funny. by night. By the way, especially voiceover. That's such an important thing to note. Voiceover is not fly by night. You know, like what do I do? And this is an answer to a lot of the a lot of the questions I get from you know my newfound kind of connection to a to a fan base yes is you know how do you how did you get your start in voiceover and how do i get a start in voiceover well you know what i what i just said i think what you just said and actually i just kind of like you know took it over what we just said is you know if you it's individual how i how i got here was a collabor a Herculean collaboration of several people in my life and out of my life yeah. now that really you know got me here, including me. I'm not I'm not being falsely self deprecating, right. but also you know there's resources, there's resources, valuable resources. I know you've seen it. I know I've I've tweeted it out and, and done stuff like that. But for instance, I was telling my wife uh, in anticipation of talking about this stuff and what I know your mission statement is on this thing is like give back, you know, like yeah. let, let let people be in the know about what we do. Is you know I'm going to say this if anybody has any questions about how to get started in voiceover, you know I can share it with you and I'd love to share it with you. Actors love to talk. Yep. But D. Bradley Baker has expended an enormous generous amount of time in putting together a website i i believe it I, it just left me what the site is and i'll have to tweet it out again but so you want to be a voice actor.com uh -huh. and he has page after page it feels like reams of information answering every question that he's been ever asked yeah. which really is exhaustive and just really ask yourself tough questions because how i did it or how you kiff did it or how everybody did it did it it's such a different it's different for everybody oh, however man. many actors there are that's the ways to get into voice acting. I have that, you know, people will say that, ask that question of how do you get into it? Right. It's like, I don't know that you can I follow do, my path. You don't know everybody you I knew back start, in the 90s. Right, right yeah. exactly. Right. A lot of those people aren't still in business. Right. A lot of those companies aren't in business. What matters is how you get into voiceover. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I did. What, what the, the commonality is, I think, twofold. One, you've got to have Vision is the wrong word, but you've got to have the determination or be able to see yourself being able to to do it. I mean, I know the thing that people would ask me for the longest time, I still hold on to this, mm -hmm. and I've actually done it, is people say, what do you want to accomplish in this business? And I say, I want to, you know what? I want to play a cop on TV. <laughs> 
Right. You know? Right. And I'm, I'm kind of waiting for my body to catch up to the type. <laughs> or your age to catch up to your body. Right. But then I just did a bit on Fameless, David Spade's show on oh, yeah, True yeah, TV, yeah. and I played a cop on TV. And there, and that counts, man. It does count. Yeah. But I'm not satisfied. And, I want to play a different kind of cop. And that's what you're, I think you're but getting that's at. It. That's it's, that. That build, build, hunger build. to build and to and to to know and to solve and to ask and to pursue. Mm-hmm. I, I love one of my favorite things is the secondary title to the Michael Keaton film Birdman, which mm-hmm. was the unexpected virtue of ignorance. <laughs> and I think that that's a really marvelous, uh, a marvelous subtitle to put over. Certainly for me, the beginning of my voiceover career, Mm. the beginning of my acting career, Mm -hmm. you know, I found myself producing and watching people. I I, I worked on a TV series uh, in in my early 20s, and I watched people do this work every day for a series for CBS called Christie. And I remember watching going, those guys are good. They're good. But I know I could do that. Not to take anything away from what they're doing. But I do feel like the difference between them and me is a series of life choices. Mm. And what am I doing to either be prepared right. to learn the to get in front of the casting director? Mm-hmm. The, you know, I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan originally. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how how is someone who's my equal in terms of age? How are they a series regular on this drama? That's a question for you, by the way. As, as, a, as a sort of well, don't of lose that. where we were. Okay, I, okay. Then, then let's. Then I, I don't want to fold. I'll come back to my other thought. Don't what were you going to say to that? No, I'll put another fold. Mark. I'm going to fold the page You're there. Draw gear that one? I want you Here, to use my dollar bill for my f word slip. Hold that. Where are you going? It's it's one of those things. Like, there's something to be said about doing it, and I think that that's a good because what you said is what separates us from this and this and the series of life choices. And one of those life choices is actually taking the plunge and doing it. Yes, but. There is, and there's something. This is this could be a hard truth. I think I don't believe in in my experience. It was I trained. There was something there that when my wife, you know, kind of vouched for me and, and kind of like you know talked to me about CESD's on camera department. They took me on. I kind of got to know the voiceover department. And Kathy Lizio kind of like opened this whole new world up to me. She's an yeah. agent at CESD, yeah. and uh, um, you know, I. I still trained. They recommended, okay, you, you maybe here's your choices. I mean, these are great coaches, this person, this person, this person, this yeah. person. And I, you train, I, I'm going to take a, a class, a private class with, um, uh, Ginny McSwain. Oh, great. You, know, you still train. Is I don't it stop. The one, is it the one she's doing with Charlie Adler? She's uh, got no. a, there's one in the, oh, I'm going to oh, do private, yeah, private. Yeah, private one. That's great. Um, and it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I, I'm not going to stop. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. stop taking classes every once in a while. You get to a place and you know, you, I mean, Baseball players, football players, basketball players, hockey, they, you, they don't – it's not like they start the season and like, I don't have to practice anymore. No, right. they practice between those games, and, and I, I feel I need that. Training is vital. Training is vital in acting overall, acting, making choices, yes. you know, embodying a character, drawing from yourself, that kind of stuff. That doesn't change in voiceover. And there's no. a misconception, I believe, with uh, I do funny voices. You know what I mean? And that's and that's and that's a it's a good tool to have a great ear to be able to execute or mimic. And you're awesome at it. Uh, just a shout out to Kiff's talents, man. The man does a beautiful spot on Michael Keaton, even physically. The physical is just as impressive as the as the audio. At Lewis Black, Nicholas Cage. I love your Nicholas Cage. You do one of the best Bruce Willis's, and he's from my originally my my yeah. part of this country, and you can do it from Grand Rapids. It's so I mean, the like, there's training, 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 along with that natural desire and that seeing it, but. Doing and training is so, so vital. 
on top of that, and this is where I'll stop. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't forget where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's seeing what you've done, meaning there's looking, there's missing the obvious and shooting for something either too high or over here. You know, when I was a kid, I, 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 I idolized like Tom Cruise and Bruce Willis and, yeah. you know, everybody, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky and Rambo right there. Right. And I wanted to like, I came out here with aspirations of like, at the very least, you know, like, hey, maybe I could be like a second lead on a sitcom or I could do the, well, I never, those were never in the cards, at least up until this point, those were, those were never in the cards. Hmm. But my wife helped me see, hey man, you know what? This voiceover thing is a really great gig. The hours are great. You get to see your family. Yeah. And, and it's so fun. And honestly, Bri, you know, you, you've been doing this since you were a kid. You imitated crocodile. You told me the story, right? Like you imitated Crocodile Dundee back in '87 when you first saw it on VHS. Like my wa- my mother can even attest. Like I walked around the house just doing accents poorly or do with the Swedish Chef. I was Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> Rocky, right. my dad's old Steve McQueen and Lee Marvin movies. Right. You know, I was I was always doing that. I wasn't acting. I was either I was I was training to be a voice match. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like that was always there and i i never saw it i never knew voiceover there was mel blank and then there was you know the cast of like the simpsons ren and right. stimpy the bugs bunny and the rest of the gang you know and and it was just like i didn't have a concept of it i was ignorant mm-hmm. and then boom it it threw a, a, this coalescing of all these influences and and support it, my career and i i think you you may agree with this wording of it and, and correct me if, if if you don't sure is it, it it's a picture of what theater arts is it's a collaboration yes do you know what i mean and that was my point anyway. I, I think that's a wonderful point because it, it is that you look back on who you were your true self mm-hmm. and not to go diving too deep into my own personal past and stuff like that but like i i know that you know after my uh separation and consequent divorce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i I snapped back into a sense of who I was at the beginning and it's not her fault. It was, it was who I, who I made myself become to become something different. Wow, you're going real deep on my I example. Know. Hey, man, my I'm, example was just, no, but, 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 but it ties into that because <laughs> but it, it does tie into it. It, it yeah. is. It's a whole thing. It's not a part of me. Right. My, my Bruce Willis impression is as, as connected <laughs> to my DNA. And how could it not be after the Nakatomi mishap? Right. <laughs> But yeah, I get you know it. what I mean. I hear you. Not that it comes. We'll get together, have a few laughs. It's just <laughs> how do you much... do that? That's fantastic. I don't know. It's but I, I watched it. that movie nine times in the theater. It's the one movie I Holy saw in the crap. movie theater more times than anything else. Wow! But I didn't have a VCR. <laughs> it wasn't out on VCR. I took my dad to go see it for his forty second, forty forty sixth birthday. I forget oh, cool. exactly which birthday it was, but I, like, that's a I'm great friggin' it. movie. It's a great friggin' movie. Great friggin' movie. And, and the every man uh, when the every man could blow up a building, and it, you don't have to look like Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's right. It's where all that stuff sort of began. Mm-hmm. Where like the Chris Prats of the world, right? Or can, you know, and Jeremy Renner. These guys yep. can thank Bruce Willis yep. for taking us, taking us into that place of the everyman mm-hmm. superhero. My heart gets warmed every time I'm heading back toward the valley on Santa Monica Boulevard, like toward Hollywood, and you I see, see the big knock. At the, it's still standing. Alone. Oh yeah, the Fox Building it stands fine. alone. The Fox Building stands there, and I'm like. Nakatomi. Yeah, every, every time I got to go to the Fox lot, I always I can't help myself. You just stand back. You, you stand back. You and take drive a slower, right? Well, when I was out here, I I interned at a talent agency in 1991. I was mm. out here. Oh, oh that's right, dude. Tell your cheer story later. I'm sorry. Never which mind. Store? The, the cheer, cheer story? story. Anyway, oh, the, the meet and Kelsey. Meet and Kelsey. Tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Never. It was that's amazing. Another time. Another was, time. Kelsey was great. And then to I get to work with him on another show. I told you about that, right? With partners. 
I did a day on the show called Partners. I don't know if you told me. Uh, I got, but I got to work with Kelsey and with uh, Martin Lawrence on a mm. TV series called Partners. It was, it was a day player. You know, I still I played a security part. It was Talk awesome. Talk about coming full circle. Yeah. From 91 yeah. to now. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like, at the hotel, like, the apartment complex where we stayed, the Oakwood Apartments. Oh, the Oakwood on Bar? Yeah, right over here. <laughs> Like you talking about full circle, like I'm 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 full sphere right now. Like I got to shoot an episode of a show that got canceled on CBS called We Are Men. Okay, that I I played a (laughs) I played a German sounding guy in a speedo, but we shot it at the pool that I used to swim at at Oakwood Apartments. So like driving up like that, that, man. It's moments like that. Yeah, you know, I love hanging out with back in ninety one. Did did I derail you? No. Okay, that was okay. Back in ninety one. I think I derailed you. No, here was what I was going for. Oh, sorry. Was the Bruce Willis's as much a part of me mm-hmm. or the the impressions or my love of pizza and my very disappointing- Different hungers, but they're all yeah, a part of it. Yeah, right, my right. very disappointing lactose intolerance. So like now I can't have oh, no. the kind of pizza. And I found a great pizza place out here. There's lots of great pizzas. Sponsored it's, by Lactate. I'll tell you something. Tiff by so. the way, for those of you who think about coming to Los Angeles- uh one unexpected glorious thing about this town is the food. I think. okay, okay, but I may be alone. <laughs> Delaney was silent for a time. <laughs> Suddenly, Del- I, listen. Here's the deal, man. I live two hours <laughs> south of New York, and I'm from Philadelphia. The I home see. of the hoagie. I get you. You know Lorenzo's Pizza on South Street. So you can't you know get that I mean? out like, here. I, no. The so those regionally things, but like either the there's the moisture and the mountain, the the elevation here, the bread ain't the same. You know, you may like it back in the Grand Rapids, but uh, well, back yeah, in I grew up in a very in a very Dutch community where it was okay. like, well, there's Oli Bolin and <laughs> which is fried fried dough. I'll tell you this: it took me a while to first like allow myself to take in the avocado experience because every Boy. sandwich has avocado on it out here by when, default. When you're lactose intolerant and you lose cheese. Avocado is the greatest is thing. Oh my god! It brings a little bit of flavor, a little bit of creaminess to there stuff you that you can't. I had a stand. I like it now. I'll, I'll guac, guac and uh, salsa at the same time. That's awesome. But yeah. So, anyway. so here, here's something I want to share with you real quick. Uh, I, I'm going to play this bit. So, uh, oh yeah. Just a side note before we dive into some more. Um, so uh, this not this weekend, but the following weekend is Stanley's Kamikaze. Ah, yeah. uh, here in town, October 30th, 31st, and November 1st. And I host a panel called Voice NATO. We've done it for the past couple of years, and we have a lot of our friends, uh, common voiceover people mm-hmm. from Rachel Butera, Rachel Butera, Amy Phillips, Amanda Troop, uh, Eric Lopez, Scott White, Andre Soliozo, Soliozo, sorry, Andre, Fred Tatashore, uh, the great Chris Cox, and uh, and then myself. And and Chris Cox uh, did a promo for us, and we're uh, I'm going to share with you uh, this special message from uh, from Chris Cox doing one of his many <laughs> uh, spectacular impressions. Enjoy. Hello, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I want to tell you that you should come to Kamikaze Khan Saturday, October 31st to see Voice NATO. It's 9:30 in the morning. You're going to have all this tremendous comedy coming from the people and going to do the impressions of all the celebrities and all this stuff and they're going to make jokes and they're going to improvise and they're going to read you know, different scenes and all of this stuff from the famous movies and the Al Pacino's and Robert De Niro and all this stuff and even maybe the Hunger Games so it's you know more modern but whatever the case you know come to Kamakasi Khan to voice NATO October 31st 9.30 in the morning wake up come on be there or I will make a baby with your nanny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris Cox, Chris ladies Cox. and gentlemen. That man is is amazing. He, he's going to be our guest next he's week. He's a he'll vocal be here. chameleon. Oh, he's next week? Yeah, next week he's going to be here. Uh, i got to solidify times and stuff next time. Oh, but, but, awesome. but, but Chris will be here. And, and, and just we were just talking during the break. Uh, if if you would like to please come and hang out whenever you want to hang, oh Kiff, be, thank you. Be, you're just you know you you bring a unique point of view, and we have a I think a very common worldview, very common, well, a very specific and um, and shared worldview about not only yeah. this work but kind of you know we both came up in interesting times, in interesting yeah. times yeah. and came up in a market you know that was like that was smaller post voice bank you know, that's right. You know, that's I mean? right. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. voice bank has changed everything and yeah. voices.com and voices one, two, three.com are out yeah. there. So it's never been easier in some respects to get started, but you know, we can talk about, cause I get this question all the time of like, exactly. what, what mic should I get? And, and yo, I, I have a commercial for you. You do? If you really want to know. There's this – do you mind me just inter- no, interrupting? No, please. Forgive, forgive. If you've, listen, I'm looking for something that I can pass on to people. Well, it's not, my, well, my point is like I've been doing – I've been on a Sennheiser 416 for six, seven, shotgun. eight years. The shotgun the industry mic. standard because That's it right. sounds like the movie. That's right. I, I have some interesting I – have, I have a couple of aces that I got from this fella, and it's a, it's a, it's a plug for this for this guy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Juan Carlos Bagno. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was I was a bit at sea on – I'm ignorant to the tech. You know, I was just talking to Josh Keaton. That guy, he does cars. He does tech. He does programs, like like everything from Audacity all the way up to Pro Tools. And he yeah. does mics and he all this stuff. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm really uh, – uh, I'm humbled by these guys with their knowledge. And they do other things. Yeah. So I was like – I was at sea. I'm like, I want to upgrade my mic. This is years ago when I had a, a snowball that I got from Fry's Electronics. Oh, man. And it looks nice because it's black, but it has this cool Those shiny sni- ball I, to it. And just my, my side note about the snowballs because mm-hmm. I bought that USB mic too. I mm-hmm. thought, oh, this is going to be it's great. a great first mic. It's a great first it's, mic. By the way, highly recommended. Get that mic first. It's a good place to it's start. It's a great place to start. But yeah. I got to say, I, I felt like it. I was confused by the by the pattern, by the audio pattern of it. Mm-hmm. And, and and because of where I was recording, like I bought it to send in auditions mm-hmm. and I was in a, it might have been the space. I mean, I was in the kitchen. You know what Ooh. I mean? I did not have a good recording okay. space yeah, in yeah, that yeah. apartment in Chicago. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because... I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. And Juan, uh, Juan Carlos Bagnell, Juan Carlos Bagnell, some, some gadget, gadget guy. guy. That's he it. used At, to be some audio guy, but now he's some gadget, some gadget guy. guy. You can for follow this him reason. on Twitter, right? At, follow, follow him on Twitter and yeah. just shoot him a little question. I hope, I hope Juan, I hope you don't get bombarded too much. I'm sorry, but right. he we used to advertise because he would uh, booth booth direct at Voicecaster, which yeah. you which you mentioned, uh, where we go occasionally, all, you know, all the time, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and he would advertise, Hey, want to take a mic class? And he was advertising to the demo that would, that would thirst for that kind of knowledge. And it was voice actors. And like, I, I thought about it and I, I asked him one time, Hey man, do you do like uh, private consultations? He came over to my place twice. What? He came over to my place for like an hourly fee. Uh-huh. He came over to my place, evaluated the space that I wanted to, 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 uh, record in, gave me a crash course in acoustics and audio physics. It felt wow. like, and he kind of told me what he was going to do the next time and he gave me homework kind of thing like i recommend for, you know if you want to do it inexpensively but it's just as effective get a whole bunch of moving blankets or you can go to you can go to guitar center and get all that foamy stuff but you know what 
blankets. Mo- moving blankets. The You've blue moving them. blankets, they work. Yeah. So, you know, a couple weeks go by. I says, hey, I'm in it. I finished the room. I want to come back. So he came back. He evaluated it. He checked it out. The, 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 um, the sound was deadened and dampened, like yeah. the ambient noise. And he gave me three choices. He goes, based on your voice, based on what I'm hearing from you and, and the type of work you do, this is the kind of questions he – these are the kind of questions he was asking. You know, here's this mic. It's inexpensive and it, it has this effect. He gave me this other mic, this middle of the middle of the road mic that does this, that, and the other thing. It, it would be boring for me to, to, to lay in all the details. Sure, and sure, then he sure. gave me the microphone. And he gave, had me try out all these things with copy that I that I had on my music stand. And he like he he played them back for me and he gave me he gave me like you know, this one, this is a little weak and it, it, it's not as strong and it doesn't, it doesn't give you those, it doesn't capture those rich, uh, bass tones that you have at the lower register of your voice. And this, uh, the shotgun, your voice is very powerful. You have a lot of power, that East Coast vibe and you have a lot of like intensity in your thing, in your, in your instrument and stuff like that. So, you know, the shotgun just sucks in that stuff directionally and, and yeah. maybe that's not the best choice. And listen for yourself. I chose the middle one, which was an SE, an SE microphone and it was just like, it's been glorious. I've done professional jobs where I had to do like, you know, ADR or, yeah. or promo looping and stuff like that on that mic. And it was perfect. Not only that, he evaluated the space. And a lot of times we see on, am I boring you? No. Are you okay with this? Yeah. A lot of times we see that like, butt the mic right up against this little tiny cubicle, like you're voting. And right. it's just like, but no, it's in the, it's in almost like just off the middle of my room facing the far wall at yeah. an angle because, hey, man, this is what happens to sound. It comes out the back of your chest, the front of your chest, including, of course, your mouth, your nose, your head. Right. You want that sound to dissipate, shoot it across the room and then have dampening over there. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of stuff this guy did. He knows his stuff. I, I highly recommend and this is consider this a referral. Uh-huh. Um, to people based out of LA, he's he's an LA guy, so yeah, he's he can't not, be from Denver not going necessarily. To Denver. He can give he you might. tweets, maybe, but right, but yeah, like it's. I I highly suggest getting somebody that knows. If you're the kind of guy that like Josh Keaton, for instance, he's a he's a big do it yourself guy. Yeah. Uh, hey Josh, how you doing? Um, I hope this is cool that I'm telling people this. <laughs> he's he, he he's the kind of guy that like you know he's really really hands on. You know uh, you know he likes to figure out how to. Do it, do it yourself kind of guy he likes mm-hmm. to figure it out and learn and buy the tools and all this other stuff. Me, I either don't have the time or confess I'm I'm a little lazy. I you know, you, you know it's what I mean. Part of it, but man. like you need that private uh, that referral and that private consultation to really like give you that individual attention because. When I asked him, I was asking him just flip. He, was, he told me about, oh, you're on a Mac. What do you think, Mac or PC? And he, he smiled because he probably gets this question a thousand times being a yeah. gadget guy. He goes, the right tool for the right job. And that includes microphones. That includes yeah. actors with a particular yes. role. You That's know what exactly I mean? exactly right. So anyway, that was, my, that was my plug for Juan. That's great. Uh, um, and very informative and helpful because I do feel like that stuff becomes – it's like, do you, you know, when people ask you, do you want, you know, how do I get started? It's like, do you really want to get started? <laughs> how far are you prepared to go and how deep you want to go mm-hmm. before you get started in your setup in your room? And while you're, while, and while you're always working on the kind of artist that you are, right. you're always, that's where I focus. My right. Exactly. And I want to be able to focus on that. <laughs> yeah. I want to know that Some it's not my room. Both, yeah, exactly. And you know, cause it, you don't, you don't want to worry that it's your room. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. I don't want to know that. I feel this way all the time. A lot of folks I know do their auditions in iPhones because they're convenient. I don't travel with a I, – I have a, a recording device on my phone if need be, but I always travel with my microphone. I always travel with my portable stuff. I have it here now in case I need it. I can mm-hmm. pull out Excalibur right now. Oh, cool. I haven't named it to Excalibur until just now because it's a little weird to <laughs> well, name Well, you just microphone. pulled that right out of your ear, right? Yeah, but, nice. you know, but like <laughs> – 
<laughs> but but I need it because it's been there's been enough times where my audition has been lifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing that goes to air. Mm-hmm. I've done stuff on Kimmel. I just did a promo for Nickelodeon oh, out cool. of New York that got lifted. My audition got lifted. That's cool. So it's like, oh man, I, I, I that's why I want to have that space right. Right. You know you what want I mean? It, so yeah, so it can go out. Like I did a Jason Statham voice match that uh, went you do to them. Him really good too. Uh, he's a thing, right? Right. Oh, like, it's right? awesome. But that's all about proximity. Talking to Turkish. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right? If I, oh, did you do uh, yeah. Do you romance the? Mo- yeah. Yeah. You gotta. Like, there's. It was a fascinating thing. Like, uh, there's this exercise I want to do, but I don't want to sacrifice our thing. But I'll tell you this quick story. <laughs> okay. So I did ADR in the movie Divergent. <clears throat> oh, cool. And I did Ray Stevenson. Uh, Ray Stevenson, who did The Punisher in The Punisher War Zone, he was Titus Polo in Rome. And uh, I don't necessarily do a Ray uh, Ray Stevenson uh, voice, Mm -hmm. per se. Um, But when I did the audition, it was Liam Neeson-y. I can't even remember what the copy was. Uh But but it was challenging because he had to project. Mm -hmm. So when I was working in the mic uh, on the audition... I had it because I was I was I was over at CESD in the booth mm-hmm. with Steve I think I did the audition and I had nice proximity it was close and they're like great well book Kiff I went there I get to the studio and it's over on Olympia over by uh, Olympic that doesn't matter where it was okay. but I go into the studio uh, and go do the the um, the mic is there and when you go into ADR situation often the mic is set where the boom guy would be holding the microphone mm. now when we auditioned the mic is three inches away from me right but i'm but so they can get accurate proximity of the microphone distance from the actors Mm -hmm. as it would be in the frame right that mic's out of frame so ray is projecting to a room of people right so i do what i did in the audition it doesn't read it doesn't match what i did on the audition see my technique is so big right i mean and knowledge of what the effects of that change will be exactly and fortunate fortunately for me what happened was the the ADR director was like, geez, you know, we're just not getting it. We're just not getting it. And, and on a personal mixer, note, how did that make you feel? Oh, horrible. Performer? Your whole body goes Yeah, warm, you go, oh, I'm going to Your butt tingles like, I'm never going to work again. And, and the worst part <laughs> the worst part of it, for me, the worst part, I know it bothers you too. The worst part is they're still going to pay you. Yeah. But, but you know, because it's like, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to walk out here for doing nothing. It's like, yeah, money in my pocket. And like, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I, I always ask for one more take. Yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Yeah. Well, fortunately, here's what happened was the mixer, when I, when, when I came in, he also put a lav on my chest. He put ah. a, a, and he was like, let me play you back what I'm hearing. And he played her back the lav feed. And it sounded exactly like Ray Stevenson. Oh, well, there you go. So it was like the proximity was the thing that was making the difference. And by the way, this is a great point. You know, you brought something up. Engineers, man. The beautiful, glorious, unsung heroes of every job Every in voiceover, every job. I mean, it, they are just like your right advocates, on, right on point. Yep, they're your advocates. They always make. I had to get out of the practice of knowing, uh, doing like asking questions that is their jurisdiction, and uh-huh. just knowing my f and roll. You know what I mean? It's a they thing. are so on it. Yeah, I don't have to worry about. Them. Yeah. They, are you going to stand there like when? And I, I, I learned really early on. Like I, I, I'm nervously stiff. I have like a pole up my backside, and I'm like, huh. there she's setting up the mic. And then I get comfortable, and I change my position. And he goes, Oh, hold on, I got to come back in and change your position. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. right on it. They can hear little nuances. And, it's and, like you posing for a picture when they're setting the yeah, mic. It's and like, it's like, it's are like you a, really going to try to play this? This Draenor and <laughs> right, Warcraft right. in that physical right. position. But I'm like, when I first started, I was just like, do you want me to get... And, and this is another no-no. Oh, this is so weird and so inside baseball. Um, don't 
know, and that's important. I guess that's the phrase. That's the ace. Hopefully, people can teach. Know a, your role. Yeah. Don't try thinking you're being generous and friendly and helpful to, and helpful to do anybody else's job. Yeah. The engineer knows. They know that they know the lay of the land. They know yeah. their equipment and they know their mic. Just. They're gonna they're gonna build this shell of we're hearing you around your head, yeah. and you just do you, you do you, boo boo, you do, you, you, do you. That's right. So I mean, like, really, that's important. Know your role because these engineers are on it. I've worked with a lot of engineers, and man, oh man, they they just they never cease to be just a constant support and help to everybody else in the room. Agreed. And it's awesome from the client to the producer and the director to the guy or gal who's behind the glass. So I love the engineers. So I, I want to take a, a a U turn or not a U turn, a slight detour. Uh, we're we're fast running out of time. I know, we and have I wanted five to minutes do left. this. I know this, but I think we'll be able to do it because I'm because cool. I'm really curious. I grabbed, I, I I went to a comic book store. One of my favorite exercises to do with my voiceover students uh, when I teach over at Second City is to bring in comic books. I feel like comic books are a really helpful device to use to try to find a character voice. Cool. And what I'm interested in is is process. So go ahead and open this. Oh, awesome. The magazine I have, I've not even looked at them. I just grabbed two identical ones so we can <laughs> like, play a scene. You're like doing a magician. I yeah. have not seen these comic books. I've not seen books. these comic books. I don't even know if I this will even, work. I don't even know. There could I'm be dirty pictures. This might not work. <laughs> what is this? Well, like, I mean, when you look, okay, the very first page here, there's a two-person scene. Ooh, she's pretty. She is pretty. It's beautiful. Wow, nice. This is by Avatar Comics. Um, <laughs> and it's called Cross. Crossed. Badlands. And I, I know nothing about it, but I do. But you know, often when you do an audition, you you have very little information to go on right. when you do. So if you do an animation audition, or 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 as as we both have quite a bit of success in in video games, mm -hmm. you know, you got to make snap decisions based yep. on what this character looks like, uh, what their situation is, and then what the dialogue is. What do yeah. you see? <laughs> It's like that. Oh, I didn't realize. It's there's... like that 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 mud wrestling <laughs> KY jelly scene in old school. Yeah, it really is. Girls. Oh my well, goodness! I, the, the, I think this the Jello wrestling. This should yeah, Jello. You should you should pay a dollar for that picture alone. <laughs> I think you're right. Good lord, that is wonderful and and tempting. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, you were saying. So so the, the this is what I wanted to do with you was to look at this first page. This okay. just this first scene. All right, and 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 to play the scene with you. But my my curiosity really comes from what what your process is. How do you look at something? Wait, like my this? personal process? Yeah, and maybe this is something I got to say for next week, just because we're running out of time. But but uh, but screw that. Well, let's tarry through, and and then Gabe will come in and 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 kill the mics. Uh, but no, <laughs> but I, I'm curious. Like what? Just looking at the scene, which is one page here. From there's a male and a female character, and I'll take the female character, the guy with the beard. Wait, just these two? That's right. Those, those two characters, two they, okay. they start in the background. Okay. We can go from, from the top, from kid was an accident waiting to happen, all the way down through the truth belongs to Victor and the dog. So oh if we read that scene together. Let's read it together. Let's see what happens. You, are, you want, you want I'll be, take the woman, the person be, in the you purple. You take the woman? Okay. And you take the man. Okay. Kid was an accident waiting to happen. You believe those girls? I believe Ashlyn took a beating. I believe Leon took a bullet. So we just take their word... Take their word the boy had it coming? If he raped that girl, he did. And if he didn't? Let it go, Gregory. We're not cops. Truth belongs to the victor, dog, and Leon lost. So if we were... Dude, I want to do that again. All right, let's do it again. Let's do it <laughs> again. again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. So what, well, here's what, the thing. So was, what, what adjustments saw. do you make? Yeah, well, that's a total cold read. Well, first of all, I look... 
external. First of all, the guy looks haggard. Like literally, I'm looking at the front page. He looks yeah. like he he took like he's arrows to all the legs. He's bleeding out. He's right. got this. He's got this bandage on his head. Like there's ex, ex, you know uh, conditioning forces. They're walking outside. How loud do I want to be? Right. I'm looking at this panel right now, and there's there's two other girls in this story who are walking about 20 yards ahead. Do yeah. I want to keep the 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 conversation really private, really kind of like intimate, or do do I not yeah. care what they they hear about this thing? You know, what's my relationship to you? I would say I'm attracted to her, and I'm not married to her. I'm not uh, a partner with her, or I'm not romantically involved. We just met that morning. We just met two years ago. Great. We've gone through everything together. We've going through nothing together. These are the questions I ask. Right. And that would affect how I deliver those lines. Excellent. So so in this situation, as we're doing that cold read, you're making those decisions in the moment. I'm doing my best anyway. You know, here. ideally, you'd be able to have this copy and spend some time with right. it, which you would. Well, here's the thing. Even two and a half to five minutes with this copy, with these models, when you go into a, like, for instance, on a video game job, in many cases, we, our agents, our wonderful agents at CESD get us the copy right. a day or a week in advance or somewhere in between. Yes. Sometimes there's a model or what, what people will call a picture or a face. It's like the model. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. When you yep. don't, you just fill in the blanks. When That's you right. do, you let that affect your choices. And sometimes, though... You get called to a studio and you don't see it. You don't see the copy until you're waiting outside the room. And it's but when NDAs you wait outside the room, and all that other and stuff. NDAs, yeah. all this, all kinds of stuff. You got to sign like you can't take it with you. Right. You don't. You can't even take it in the room. They have a special laminated one. Yes. Pinned to the podium. Yeah. So uh, you 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 do have those five minutes though, and I can't. I can't say enough like how important like punctuality and preparation is. Right. Preparation, preparation, preparation. You know what I mean? So, so listen, I just got the word from Gabe. He's not going to come in here and kill the mics, but he's going to make us do that. So, Dude, so if I can come in next time, I'd like to uh, give a little bit of a, a shout out to the wonderful Fallout fans out there that have questions. Oh man, uh, yes. About that game, but you know, m- you know, maybe next time we we got we got a, it got away from us because it's it so got awesome away. to it's hang so with you. So awesome to hang with you. I apologize. We will, we will Fallout absolutely community. address Fallout questions that people may have for Brian. If you have those questions, please feel free not only to tweet them directly to. Brian, but also include uh, all over voiceover Kiff or all, all over at VO. all over V O Kiff, Kiff. Right. Uh, in your in your tweets, and I'll make certain that it gets online. And yeah, we'll I be apologize, able to do that. guys, guys and gals out there. I uh, got carried away because I, I love hanging with Kiff. I love hanging with you, but you know what's great is I think we did we did we dove deep into process. A big, uh, forgive me, a big question, and before Gabe comes in, yeah, yeah, a yeah. big question is process. How did we, you and I, get started, and what do we do in oh, our great. daily voiceover career? So those questions, we I do did feel take like we, we address that a lot of it. Yeah, just a quick thing for vocal stress. I like giving tiny gifts to my to my guests oh, and, yeah. and sidekicks, and etc. And uh, Brian, I brought in you uh, here these cough drops. Thank uh, they're you. They're manuka honey cough drops, and they're very helpful to bring your voice back. If I needed really these. You told me about these and yeah. the, the manuka honey, and then chico, cur- chico and curcuma. curcuma. Thank you so much, It's an herbal man. supplement that you can take Gin- that helps Ginger with echinacea. You That's, can't go wrong with ginger wrong. with echinacea. You can find that at uh, at CVS. And you can find us uh, again very soon. I think we're going to try to be recording next week, Wednesday again. Uh, however, uh, since we're not live, uh, when you see, it, it, uh, if you subscribe to this podcast, you'll you'll know the next one. Yeah, this is the inaugural one. So we're working out the kinks. And I, I didn't I didn't feel like it was too kinky. Me neither. <laughs> It's about to get kinky once we start playing this closing music. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Actually, we could because I paid for this out of pocket. <laughs> but I hope that you keep coming back. And uh, and I hope that you found some fun stuff. And uh, y'all are the best. Brian Delaney, thank you so much. Thank you. You can follow You're Brian awesome. Delaney at Brian underscore T underscore Delaney. And you can follow me on Twitter at KiffVH. And uh, same thing on Instagram as well. You guys are great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks so much, Brian. 
This has been All Over VoiceOver with Kiff VH. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating. It truly helps. Follow me on Twitter at KiffVH or on Instagram at KiffVH or on Vero at KiffVH. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Claim victory and depart the field. Werewolf? Yeah.